Good morning, everybody. Welcome to July. Uh, one half of the year is over, and it won't be long till the department stores, if that's even what they still call them, uh, Hobby Lobby, etc., they will be putting out Christmas decorations in a few weeks. So, uh, half done. Half done. Uh, nowhere near half done with the book of Acts. Join me as we start in the book of Acts chapter 5 today with a familiar story, the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property, and with his wife's knowledge he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did not remain your own. And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. Familiar story, a uh, very straightforward story. A uh, man named Ananias and Sapphira sold some property. Uh, just uh, as Barnabas had done, uh, they, um, he, he, uh, they sold that uh, property, and he and his wife uh, came together, uh, plotted together to, uh, to bring the money uh, and bring it to the apostles and give the impression uh, that they were giving all of the money uh, that they had sold the property for. And uh, Peter confronts Ananias uh, and calls, uh, calls out the sin. Holy Spirit reveals to Peter, and he says, It is Satan uh, that has filled your heart, that has led you to this uh, lie, uh, and you have lied about it. And uh, so uh, Peter asks some important questions here. He says, while it was your land, you could do whatever you wanted to with it. You could sell it, you could plant tomatoes on it. You could do whatever you wanted to with that land. Even after you sold it, you could do whatever you wanted to with the money. You could have, you know, you could have bought groceries. You could have paid off some old bills. You could have taken it up on top of the house and thrown it out for the neighbors. Whatever you wanted to do. Nobody made you sell it. When you did sell it, you weren't required to give the church all the money. Um, his sin here uh, is that uh, he makes the show, he makes a commitment uh, of giving it all back and tries uh, to deceive others um, and uh, and hide the truth and, in fact, tries uh, to lie to God by not bringing this in and, and helping his brothers and sisters as he uh, had uh, said that he would do. And so because of that, he damages uh, his own reputation. He damages uh, the, the family of God who could have uh, benefited from uh, his, uh, his gift. Um, and again, no requirement anywhere for him to give that money to the church. No, nothing said he had to do that. Um, but by what he did, uh, he was <clears throat> showing uh, his allegiance was to, uh, to the father of lies, that he was being more obedient uh, to Satan than he was uh, to God himself. And so because of that, then Peter uh, confronts him uh, and, uh, and calls him out uh, for that sin. 
and uh, it's not the end of the story. Uh, I'm going to deal with the end of the story tomorrow separately. Uh, I want to stop there for a reason. I want us to understand uh, and be reminded of the uh, the great damage of deception. Uh, one of the things that um, my mother taught me as a child uh, that has uh, stuck in my mind through the years um, is that if you tell one lie, you have to tell two to cover it up. You have to tell four to cover up those two, and eight to cover up those four, and 16 to cover up those eight, and 32 to and eventually your lies catch up with you. Uh, lying is a deception is a dangerous practice uh, and deception shows up in all kinds of ways uh, we come to church on Sunday and we wave our hands in the air and we shout amen and we put an offering in the plate and we sing and we might stand up and teach or preach or whatever and then we go out the other six days of the week and live completely uh, contrary uh, to that show that we put on uh, during the church time. That's deception. Uh, and God is not fooled. Uh, God is not mocked, the Bible says. And uh, the lesson of Ananias and Sapphira, as we will see tomorrow, uh, as we look at the conclusion of this story, is a stern, stern reminder uh, of the danger of deception. Let's be careful. Uh, in our words, but not just our words, uh, but that our actions and our words uh, match up. Uh, the fancy word that uh, linguistics use uh, is congruence, that our actions and our words are congruent. Have you ever seen a young child say, I'm sorry? You know, his words say, I'm sorry, but his face doesn't. Uh, his actions doesn't. His attitude doesn't. Uh, let's make sure that our heart, our actions, uh, our appearance that all of it is in line uh, that uh, we represent God well. Think about it. Have a great day, and I'll see you here tomorrow morning.